Babies switched at birth, raised in very different backgrounds, only to be reunited years later. It's a classic story, but a play touring New Zealand next month puts the focus on the experience of the mothers. Hannah. It's a one-woman play written in the UK by Sam Potter. It's been adapted for a New Zealand setting by director Jennifer Ward-Leland and the actor Cassandra Woodhouse. Cassandra says it's a story that touches on many fault lines of modern society, race, class, ideas of motherhood, not to mention the difficulties women sometimes face interacting with the medical system. But it's also a story of how women can come together to bridge those divides and... Cassandra Woodhouse joins me now. Kia ora, good evening, Cassandra. Kia ora. <laughs> well, without spoiling it too much, what's the basic premise <laughs> of the play? Well, um, uh, you know, it's it's the story of a of a young mum who's raising a raising her young daughter, and you know, at three years old, her her partner says, you know, notices that she's a bit. The child's a bit darker than her, and and um, comments on that, and um, you know, again without giving too much away, you know, d- demands a DNA test, and through that it reveals that the child's actually not her biological child or the father's biological child, and is left um, on her own to to navigate, you know, a, a, a real nightmare of a situation, and she has to um, go on a journey really of of finding out. Uh, you know, meeting her biological child and the, the the mother of that child, and you know, navigating all that and how, you know, how, how to navigate that. You know, it's such a um, and how we and how she how she's so you know she she loves the child she's raised as her own, obviously, and um, but she also feels a bond to this child that she's given birth to that she you know didn't know <laughs> was out there as well. So. Um, yeah, it's a really, really interesting journey for a, a person to go on, and um, it's been really exciting to step into her shoes and and um, and unpack all that. Very familiar for a lot of New Zealanders. Basically, this has been adapted for a New Zealand setting, hasn't it? Yes, it has. It has. So, um, yeah, gen- a creative decision Jennifer made to make it very authentic to New Zealand was to adapt it, you know, adapt it to New Zealand for New Zealand audiences, place names, and um, yeah, just just to, just just to really make it a really authentic story told by a, a young Kiwi mum and and her experience, and um, yeah, as a performer, that made it a lot more um, exposing. I have to say, like, um, yeah, I remember when she made that decision. I, you know, part of me. You know, choked up a little bit, thinking. You know, I think sometimes we can hide behind an accent or a, you know thing. So when it when it was definitely um, revealed that I was going to be playing it as myself, you know, as a, as, a, as a Kiwi and as in my own accent and in all familiar territory that I live in and have grown up in, it really did um, land at home in a lot of personal ways and um, and expose. Yeah, it was a lot more exposing, I think, because it was just so much more. Um, familiar all the circumstances and all the you know all the yeah all the things that she goes up against yeah as you say in many ways it is a classic story it's happened in real life there was a story in the the herald or talking about some new zealand cases that are very similar yes Yes, yeah i was actually when i when i I researched it actually and, and discovered that it that it is it has been quite common and yeah there was a case with that and um I actually wondered whether the writer had 
come across that because there was a lot of similarities between the two stories. Um, uh, and I think in that situation too, again, the the, the mum, one of the mums, you know, was a lot uh, less fortunate um, financially and that impacted the outcome of the situation for her. And that definitely, um, that definitely comes up in the story as well. Um, so it raises a lot of questions around not just nature and nurture, but, you know, economic privilege and race and, um, yeah, our upbringings and, how, you know, how resourced we are to cope with things like this. And, you know, one mum had the resources to be able to be guided through that and one didn't. And, um, you know, the impact that had on the outcome and... Um, but, you know, as a, I think the beautiful story is that it's it's a hopeful story of how we we can face adversity but really rise above it in the end. And um, that's really what I love about the story in the end is how, how these two, you know, this mother really rises up and faces the challenge and goes to the darkest places that she had to go to and, and really finds her strength in the end that she didn't know she had. And um, and how mothers really just pull it from everywhere to <laughs> to raise their children and to protect their children and um uh, I, I you know being a mum myself I could really put um relate to that so um as as well parents that come and see it you know so well, probably the reason it's such a classic story is we can instantly understand the complex emotions that it brings up the potential to to undermine undermine your connection to the child you've raised the complexities of a biological connection to a child which is essentially a stranger to you Mm, but the, but at the same time, like it's that's that's the child you've known for, in this case, three years, and um, you know that's your child, and uh, and yeah, and I guess it's that thing of people can have opinions about you know what's right or what what should be done, or um, but when you're the mother of that child that you've known that it, its whole life, you know, it's uh, yeah, it really does raise that question of how we love, who we love, and. Um, you know, in the end, what I love too is that you know it's it's that it's the story of how families are really created. They're not you know they're not just blood and they're not just our DNA. And um, I think that's a really powerful message of the story as well that families are created and they're made by people you know that we meet along the way and that we that come across our path, whether they're biological or not, in all this in all, in all shapes and forms, whether it's our children or um, whoever we meet along the way. So. Then you've got the added complexities of, of differences in race and class and family background and yes. so on. Yes, yeah. Yeah, and, that, you know, that's another whole dynamic as well of, um, uh, you know, there's ancestral lineage that has can kind of give, give way to some of those, um, can give hints to some of that. But, you know, this mum didn't, she didn't pick up on, she didn't pick up on that because, like as she said, you know, you know, families vary quite a lot. You know, you know, we don't we don't often think if our child's maybe a little, you know, because the character's Turkish, she's got some Turkish genes, Turkish genes as well. So you know, she sees any colour that has just maybe come through, like a, a you know, some ancestral lineage, so doesn't question it. And um, but a big, you know, a big component of this story as well is how you know she's a mum that was under resourced. You know, she didn't have the upbringing to. Um, really advocate for herself and she, she never learned all those skills that when you notice something's wrong you stand up for it or um, how to use your voice and um, so 
you know, it's a story of of a of a woman finding her voice as well when she really didn't feel like she had one, and um, and the consequences of that, you know. Yeah. So the play is a one woman show, so we we basically perceive the events through only Hannah's perspective. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's I think I think it's told that way because. Uh, you know, from the outside, you know, there's, there could be a lot of judgment or a lot of, like I said, ways people should perceive that this situation should have been dealt with. But I think for this character, it was it was important for her to share her version of it and how this happened, and and you know, um, and that's I think that's really the the angle that this story has taken was like to really show this mum's point of view and and um, her experience of it because. For so for so long, she didn't have a voice and she didn't speak up for herself. And when she noticed something wasn't right, she didn't say it. So it's very it's a very cathartic story for the mother to be able to share her story and to share what happened and to share what led her to this happening and then how she faced it and how you know ultimately she gets through it in the end. And ultimately, is it an uplifting story? It is, it is. It's a story of hope and how we can really face some dark days and dark moments and, and the most unforeseen events that could happen to someone and, and how we navigate through it as people and, and how um, and how we need support. We need people around us. And I think, you know, she she actually finds that in the end with the other mother, which was something she would never have had if, if she hadn't have gone through this. And... Um, and I think that's a really, you know, a really beautiful fundamental theme of the story is two women coming together in the end who were from complete different backgrounds but who came together in the end and did the best thing for their children. And um, and that's, you know, that's that's a real thing that I am moved by every night I perform it. So, um, yeah, it is uplifting in the end and how we need each other and how, you know, families aren't created, they're... Sorry, they're 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 not fixed. They they're created, and they can be anything, you know. And um, and how how we you know a life over our lifetime, our families are blended and molded into something that we might never set out to have planned, you know, from the start. And um, there's real there's real magic in allowing for space of that. And um, yeah, the journey of these women that they go through and. And ultimately, how they really empower each other in the end, and help each other, and um, and give each other what you know what the other didn't have. And I think it's a really beautiful story. And, and for the children too, what what they gain in the end when things are done in a um, in a in a in a way that you know has the children's um, care in mind. And it you starts. Know, these girls end up. Yeah. Sorry, these, sorry, Cassandra. I was just going to say these girls. That's okay. These girls end up with as with you know. They end up as sisters, which they would never have had if they hadn't have gone through this experience. So and they end up a bigger blended family, you know, something really beautiful. And it starts next week, March the 3rd in, in Hamilton, and, and it's touring the country. Yeah, March the 1st. Uh, March the 1st we open in Hamilton. We've done a couple of runs in Auckland um, last year that have done really well. And, with, yeah, with Arts on Tour, it goes right around the country. Hopefully we can get to everywhere. <laughs> um, our Gisborne show on Monday the 6th is now being done as a fundraiser for um, the Cyclone, Cyclone Relief Fund, which is really, I think, will be a really special night for everybody. And um, 
yeah, will hit home a bit differently with, with all they've been through. And I'm looking forward to taking it there and to just giving people a night of theatre and a night of, you know, connection and allowing them a bit of respite and what they're going through. Um, yeah, and we go right down to the bottom of the South Island and up to the top of the North Island. So, yeah, two of the, um, two of the month of March all around the country. Oh, Cassandra, do we say break a leg? Do we still say that? <laughs> yeah, we do. Um, um, gosh, Jennifer actually said to me um, why they say that. Oh, yes, look, that's right. She said, you know, she, she said to me one night when we did it in Auckland, do you know why they say that? And I said, no. And she said, it's because back in the day, they, you know, when you bow, you bend your knee. And, you know, they, the, the hope is that you have to bow so many times that your sort of leg breaks. And <laughs> oh. so I think it stems from that somehow. But um, it, it does so well that, you, you know, you have to bow so many times that your leg breaks. But something like that. But <laughs> yes. I'm glad you've enlightened us, Cassandra. Thank you, and all the very best for Hannah. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. A pleasure. That's Cassandra Woodhouse. Hannah, a one-woman play written in the United Kingdom by Sam Potter. It's been adapted for a New Zealand setting by Jennifer Ward-Leland and the one-woman play Cassandra Woodhouse.